gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. Greed for life, for money, for love, knowledge, has marked the upward surge of mankind, and greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Thank you very much. Oh, the famous greed is good speech from Gordon Gecko. Any child of the 80s or any stockbroker from the 80s and beyond understands and has heard that speech and knows the power of the movie Wall Street. Oliver Stone's best work as far as I'm concerned, which is kind of funny because I had uh, I read an article where Oliver Stone, who's a big kind of anti-capitalist kind of guy, right? He uh, he wrote that movie and produced it hoping to expose the dark side of Wall Street and the financial industry. And all it did was like increase the number of stockbrokers in America by like, I don't know, a factor of 10 or something like that. It was crazy. So, but I do want to talk about this idea of greed. Is greed good? Well, yes. But like everything else, there's a caveat. So, When it comes to our lives, first and foremost, what does greed signify? Greed, it it means there's a scarcity of something, right? We don't tend to be greedy for things that we we see as having an abundance of. The problem is a lot of the things in life that we think we have an abundance of, really, it's not that we have an abundance. That's not what we take it for granted. We take it for granted because we have absolutely no, no idea what the balance sheet says. For example, my wife and I try to have lunch quite a bit uh, during the week, and I get caught up doing just doing my things with the podcast, with work, with other endeavors that I have for the day. And the other day, she asked me about whether or not I wanted to have lunch and I was working on something and I was really in the zone and I didn't want to leave my office. And then I thought, what if I started to implement the fear of loss, which nothing will ignite greed like the fear of loss. I started to think about what if this were the last day I was ever able to have lunch with her and said, no, I would rather do my own work, the the thing that I'm working on. Am I going to be greedy for my time to get my personal projects done or greedy for my time that may or may not be with my wife? I have no idea how many days I have left with Jemelin. This could be the last one. I know it's a morbid thought, but it's also a realistic thought. So therefore, I determined I am going to be greedy for my time with her in this moment. And I think that we often lose sight of where our greed should be placed. You see, the world, marketers, advertisers, 
They want you to be greedy for all the things that you don't have but think you can have and should have. If they can, if they want you to take your eye off the things that you do have. It does not serve Madison Avenue one bit to convince you that you have everything you need. So what they do is they cause you to not be greedy for the unknown that could, that you already have. You don't know what you're, you have no idea what your abundance of the days on this earth are. You don't know what that tally mark is. You just don't. We are all playing a game where the scoreboard, it sort of keeps score, but there is no time clock. We don't know if we're in the fourth quarter, the third quarter, the first quarter. We have no real idea. And so what happens is life has a funny way of making you greedy for those things that you think are scarce without leveraging the things you have and being greedy in in your stewardship of those things that you have. So I was talking to a friend and we were talking about why would you do anything that there was no chance that there was financial gain, meaning something that was sort of of a professional nature. Take this podcast, for instance. Whenever I explained to him that I had no desire to ever be Joe Rogan, I mean, $30 million a year or whatever it is that Joe's making off his podcast or, or to be like uh, Tim Ferriss or some of these other just incredible podcasters that are crushing it and killing it. He started telling me all these different ideas that I could do. I said, that's not why I do the podcast. I do this because I'm greedy for life. This is life for me. I'm greedy for my time in front of this microphone and this time that you may or may not be on the other side of the microphone. That's what I'm greedy for. I'm greedy for this time to get to discuss and talk about things like this that I think make the world a better place. You see, I'm greedy for your happiness. And here's what I mean. I know that sounds so cheesy, but here's what I mean. I don't want to meet you in a bad mood. (laughs) I want you to have everything you want. I want you to be joyful and content because if you're joyful and content, then you're not going to want anything I have, except maybe your time with me. If you want some time with me where we can hang out and talk about the joys of life, I'm in, I'm down. But that's all I want you to want. I want you to be greedy for life in such a way that you're, you're, you're valuing and cherishing the things you have and you're greedily holding on to them and being very selfish with your time because you have figured out that what other people are greedy for, you realize you don't even need, so why waste your greed? Opportunity costs. Every single thing has an, opportun- an opportunity cost. Every time you say yes to a thing, you are saying no to an infinite number of other opportunities. That's opportunity costs. So how do you steward your opportunity costs? Well, you're very greedy with your yeses. You're very greedy. Derek Sivers famously says it's either a hell yes or a hell no. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. I mean, that is a that is a zero-sum thought process. I've tried to incorporate that. I don't do very well often because I'm, I don't trust myself enough. But there have been many cases since hearing that and understanding it and putting it into practice now that if I don't have a 
Hell yes, then it's a hell no. And the reason why is because if I say hell yes, I'm saying hell no to an infinite number of other possibilities. So if I say hell yes to continuing working on whatever project I am, and I say hell no to Jimlin wanting me to meet her for lunch, then I might be saying hell no to the last time I ever get to have lunch with her. There's two things that I can assume in that, in that scenario that I'm going to have more of. We need to live our lives not as doomsayers. We need to live our lives as though tomorrow will come. But we also have to have hold on to the reality that there either there's there's the likelihood of me having more lunches with Jimlin. That's better than not. There's more there's more of a likelihood that I will have in fact more lunches with Jimlin. There are also more chances I will have to do whatever it is I'm working on. So it's a choice. Which one am I going to say hell yes to? Because it might be the last hell yes I ever get to say for that opportunity. In that case, if the worst happens, I said hell no to doing more work or some self-indulgent project versus having one last lunch with my wife. So in this case, I absolutely believe greed for lack of a better word, in the words of Gordon Gecko, greed is good. So my challenge for you is this. Determine whether or not your greed is misplaced. Take that step of being greedy for life. But here's what you have to determine. You have to ask yourself, What is my life's blueprint? What am I expecting from this life? And once you figure that out, anything that comes into conflict with the life you have determined and you have the ability to say no to it, then say, hell no. Be greedy with your yeses. Be abundant with your nose. Especially if once you look back and you go, I cannot believe I said no to that in order to say yes to this. Don't be duped. And this is, you know, This isn't some anti-materialist rant or message. It's just a matter of taking stock and being greedy for what you have instead of greedy for what you don't. Start to focus more on the fear of loss than the greed for gain. You know, in goal setting, Neuroscientists have figured out the single greatest way to achieve a goal is not to imagine yourself achieving the goal, but to imagine yourself failing to achieve the goal. It's the fear of the potential loss of that goal, of not coming through. That's the real driver 
imagining yourself not achieving the goal. It's the complete opposite of what many of us have been taught. We've been taught to see it, continue it, see yourself achieving it, visualize yourself achieving it. That does have an impact. That is a good starting point. But if you really want to reach goal attainment, the more motivating force in all of us is to focus on what would happen if we did not achieve the goal. So in this case, leverage the fear of loss to your benefit. Be greedy with the things that you have determined are important in your life. Hold on to them with a fear of loss. And don't be distracted by the greed of wanting a bunch of crap that you don't have and very well may not need. So, I'll leave you with this question. Is greed good? Something you've got to determine for yourself. All right. Hope you guys have a great Saturday. I'm Jason, and I'm out. Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for the Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out. <laughs>